Hey ladies, and welcome to the Water with Lemon podcast. This is Emma Cook, your host, and I am so glad you are here listening today. This is a podcast by a 20-something for 20-somethings in hopes that we can be encouraged, inspired, and challenged in this crazy time of life. So grab something refreshing and let's get going. Hey peeps, so this week I've got an old friend, my gal Kate Warman. She's coming on to shed some light on a just really truly comfortable topic of rejection. We've all experienced it, and if you're anything like me, you tried to avoid experiencing it at all costs. So, I get it, friends. But I am so thankful for Kate's embracement of this tough topic, and just for our faithful and perfect Father's reminder that though we will be rejected on this earth, that's the truth, we are loved by Him always. So, without further ado, let's get on with it. Round two. Let's go, girl. (laughs) I seriously, I was telling Kate right before this that I was like, man, I've had Kate on before. And I want to say it was like yesterday. Actually, (laughs) it was like two years ago. And you were like the OG. Like you were in my OG (laughs) days, you know? I love that. I'm so honored, girl. And now we're like in 80 something, right? Like that's so cool. Yes, I know. It is. It has seriously been blowing my mind all day since I since I looked back at that, you know, and just seeing how God has worked in just through this podcast since then, but also with you, like Mm -hmm. being able to go and see, like, oh man, like watching your journey since talking to you, you know, mostly through Instagram. But (laughs) these days, of course, (laughs) that's how we keep up with people and connect in all ways, but not connect, but whatever. Yeah, 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 totally. It's so so, fun. I'm happy to be back. (laughs) Yes. So update my listeners just on you and what you're up to these days. Yeah. So I'm still single, you know, we are still thriving out here in the singleness life and we love it. But, um, I did, I was actually just a personal note, side note. I was in a relationship last year that ended. Um, and that's a part of my journey still. And that's a personal note. And on another personal note, I'm doing good. Like I'm health wise. I feel good. It's, it's good. Mm -hmm. COVID has been hard. I live in California. Mm -hmm. So that's been tough and, um, Mm -hmm. and also good. And it's shown me different things about myself, about challenged me in ways that I think I needed to be challenged. And so it's been stretching and growing, but Outside of personally, business-wise, oh my gosh, it's been so fun and exciting. We hired our first employee. Shout out to Gabriella Asperu. I love her. And so we're just having a fun time, a heart of dating. And I think one of the biggest things that's happening right now, girl, is I have my book coming out. So let's talk. I wrote a book and now it's coming out February 16th. And (gasps) I just can't even believe that's happening. And it's so fun and terrifying and exciting. And then back to a little bit scary. It's just like all the feels all at once. But yes, I so bet. I Did you plan for it to be like around Valentine's Day? Yeah. Was that like? Oh my god! <laughs> I was like, yes, we. Well, we get. I mean, I went to the store the other day, and we're recording this. It's like mid January, and 
I literally was like, oh my gosh, at Target, there are already all the Valentine's stuff. There it is. There it is. Thank you for reminding me. I'm single. <laughs> but it's perfect because you can give all your single friends the book. Like everyone can be like, yes. here you go. <laughs> exactly. Yep. If you were feeling that way, if you were broken up with, if you just feel extra single, extra lonely, extra whatever it is, get this book. It's going to be great. Yes. Tell me about just the whole (laughs) process of it. Like what led you to write it? You know, obviously I think you said your breakup. And so would you mind? Well, no, that breakup happened after I turned the book in. Okay. So iron of like, I wrote a book on rejection, then got rejected. (gasps) (laughs) So I can like kind of laugh right now, but at the time it was really hard and you never want rejection to happen. You're never like, yeah, bring it Mm -hmm. on. Like I, you are great. I love you. Like rejection (laughs) is not your BFF. It will never be your BFF. It feels like an ex-boyfriend that you keep running into and you're like, no, not you again. Like I don't, I just need space from you. Can you stop popping up? Like, please. Yes. And that's what rejection feels like. It's the long lost friend that you really don't want to stay in, to- in contact with. Right? <laughs> You're like, uh, mm-hmm. can you just disappear? But it just keeps showing up on the scene. And mm-hmm. but what led me into writing this book, I. Uh, is the I see rejection as multifaceted. This book isn't just for single people. It really is for mm-hmm. anyone that's gone through rejection of any kind. And uh, I think a lot of rejections are it's multifaceted. When you say rejection, it may conjure up heartbreak. That could be one mm-hmm. thing it conjures up. But for somebody else, it may conjure up like feeling like they don't fit in or belong with people because they constantly feel like they haven't found their people. They don't mm-hmm. feel like people get them. They don't feel like invited to things. Maybe it's that you're uninvited or you feel constantly left out. Maybe you had some failed opportunities. You really tried at something, whether it's for school or work or a side project, and it just didn't pan out or you got the door slammed in front of your face. Or maybe when you reflect back, you look at your childhood and maybe the word rejection conjures up feelings of like, I was abandoned by a family member or my family never really paid attention to me. And I never felt like they cared about my needs. Mm -hmm. And I just felt kind of rejected by my own family of origin Mm -hmm. or by that parent that left or that divorce in that in my life. And we can feel rejection in a variety of ways. So, um, when I reflected on my life before, um, before writing a book, let's say on dating 101, because I love talking about dating, mm-hmm. I realized that it's not just about like going out there and dating. I mean, I love to encourage people to do that. But before we do, we really have to address these deep pains in our life that are no matter what affecting how we show up today. Mm-hmm. They can affect how we show up today in a good way because we've healed from them, we've processed them. Or a lot of times what I see is that they affect us in negative ways and affect us in crippling ways that lead to self-doubt, to mm-hmm. um, not knowing our true identity, to fearing everything to the point mm-hmm. of not stepping out and putting ourselves out there. It can lead us to self-sabotage relationships because mm-hmm. we are like, I'm so nervous of that thing happening. So I'm just going to end it right now before it even has a chance to go that way, right. you know, whether that's yeah. with a friendship or a romantic partner. And then of course we have lots of self-rejections and those are the ones that probably eat at us the most, but we pay attention to the least. Mm-hmm. And those are the ways we berate ourselves through insecurity, self-hatred, negative talk about our bodies, 
all sorts of things, especially for women happens with the bodies and body image. And so I, girl, that has been so much of my story is constantly fighting through these external and internal rejections, not in a way that says they'll never happen again, but to pay attention, to heal from them, to find the purpose within all of them, the Mm -hmm. ones that happened to me. And then actually have better tools so that I can fight for myself um, through the situations of life and the chaos and the storms and the pains that are going to come in in future years. Uh, So that's what led me to write this book. And I am so excited about it. But, you know, rejection keeps happening, too. And it's so crazy to me. Yeah, it's (laughs) so crazy that you're like, okay, I just wrote this whole book on rejection and wait a minute, can I add like another chapter? Because, you know, like this major thing just happened, you know? So, you know, what was that like coming out on the other side being like, okay, woohoo, finished project of rejection, feel good about that. And then experiencing a breakup. And like, that was almost like you had to put what you just wrote to the test, you know, like what did, what was that like? It was really tough uh, the day after the breakup and it was an unexpected breakup. I really, Mm. I didn't really see that one. I didn't see it coming. Um, And the day after the breakup, uh, I got an email from my publisher from Baker and they were like, Hey, you got to read your book one last time and go through the edits one last time. And I was like, Like I literally (laughs) emailed them back. I'm in my bed, covers over my face. Like it was, I, the, I didn't want to get out of bed. I was just in the grief. I was, I hated it. I was like, not again. This is so Mm -hmm. sad. I Mm -hmm. just, the, everything I pictured with this guy, all of it was crashing down. I mean, we talked about marriage and our future and it was very serious. And so it was really devastating for my heart. And then this cruel, what I thought at first was a cruel joke. I was like, no, you got, you, you have to be kidding. You now want me to read my book on rejection (laughs) literally the day after I got rejected. Like, I'm sorry. (laughs) How dare you? No. (laughs) It's so rude. <laughs> I wanted to send that to my editor. I was like, how dare you? Absolutely not. I will see you in a few weeks and then we can maybe revisit it. Leave but, me alone. Yeah, I'm like, leave me alone. Do not enter. But close for business right now. Editing capabilities <laughs> are not happening. But instead, I, I replied and was like, wow. Well, I just got broken up with and I said I said the timing of this is so ironic and Mm -hmm. I said I will try to muster up the strength to do that next week Mm -hmm. and I put it off for a few days I was like oh gosh good for you girl it up I was like "I, I can't yet but then I finally felt like God was speaking to my heart like hey there's gonna be something beautiful in this just trust me yes um I've, this is all happening for a reason. Like the timing of this is not a joke. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. it is purposed and purposeful. The irony of my subtitle being like turn pain into purpose. And I'm like Mm. this, there is some purpose to the pain of this situation and the timing, even though I didn't want it for it to be that way. We never want it to be the way it ends up really, you know, in the moment where like, we don't want it just in that moment. And now I can totally see how the words I wrote were so healing for me. And Mm. I think what I love about the book the most is that it's not a book that's like, here's do 10 things and you'll be perfectly amazed at how healed you are for rejection and never experience it again. Like I'm here to say I'm with 
everybody who's reading it. I get it. I'm walking with you. There are so many others walking with you too. And here are the things that have helped me and continue to help me. I have to go back to the things in the book all the time. Um, and use those tools, <laughs> you know, yes. I'm not just like, Hey, I've figured out the formula and now right. you're like a resilient warrior <laughs> <laughs> that like, will never struggle ever, me, ever, right? ever again <laughs> in that way. Yes. Yeah. So the book really was that much sweeter and more special after that rejection, because it really helped me. I found myself at the end of um this trip I took in um I was at a coffee shop um reading and just weeping and mm-hmm. I was staying out of town and the people there I ended up opening up it was really funny girl because I was there I'll just admit I was in Mexico okay and I was there by myself yeah, girl. oh yes you know got went off the grid and when people came up to me I mean I yeah. just have to say this I haven't said this on any other podcast or anything but it's so funny because people would come up to me and they're like Hey, so why are you here alone? And I was like, I just went through a breakup. (laughs) (laughs) And then they looked at me and they're like, here's a margarita. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh my gosh, can I get you something? (laughs) And then I like, because I literally, as I said it, I would have like tears in my eyes and be like, I just had a breakup and I was supposed to be on a trip with my ex, but instead I came here. And they were oh like, my God. oh, and like, there were guys even on occasion, like single guys that came up to me and they'd be like, so why are you here? And I'm like, <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> like, from a breakup. I'm like, immediately they're like, oh, she's off limits. Okay. Crying woman <laughs> at the, in the coffee shop. All right. Run, Woo, run. We're going we're gonna to leave her alone over there. So by the time I was reading and finishing the book, people at this coffee shop restaurant knew, shout out to the real coconut. They knew. <laughs> what I was going through. (laughs) Um, and so I'm sitting there and I'm reading it and they're like, everyone's like, okay, we need to, she's, she's like, (laughs) this is a good moment. People are like, Kate, how did that feel? And I'm like, I feel, I have all these foreign community in Mexico right now. And it's so great. (laughs) (laughs) That is so amazing. Oh. Oh my goodness. It was, I mean, I'm sure it was just a time to like truly have to slow down and go, Oh crap. Like do, you know, can I take what I've just written and like put that into practice? And like you said, it's not a how to, there's not a 10 steps to never ever feeling rejected or never ever facing rejection or anything of that sort. Yeah. So what exactly do you talk about or did you use from that to like to cope you know, what kind of things can we do to cope with rejection? Because it is almost like a slap in the face. It's something that you do need to grieve in the most of the time and it's okay. Yeah. I mean, there's so many different things you can do, but I think one of the biggest steps is I went to Mexico and got off the grid and I had to notice my typical numbing mechanisms after a breakup. It's you really, or any rejection hits you hard. You want to go to your numbing mechanisms. And some of those numbing mechanisms aren't, some of them are like, sure, like drugs and alcohol or sex, but then there's other ones that may look noble. Like I'm working a lot and I'm being really productive. And so that seems like, oh, she's getting stuff done, but, um, it's still a numbing technique. Me Mm -hmm. going into working that much or going into working out excessively 
probably. And we have all these different numbing vices that we can't, and there's also escapism. So just like running away from it, pretending it didn't happen. Yeah. And some people may say me going on a trip to Mexico may seem that way, but here's a deal, y'all. I went alone. <laughs> First of all, when you are alone with, after a breakup with all your feelings, you feel them. Okay. Yeah. Like you do, um, cause it's just you yourself and you and God, Yes, <laughs> like, in the a most lot of real foreign way. people. <laughs> and so what I had to do is recognize my numbing techniques and be real with myself. Like I want to just go straight into working right now. I want to numb out by doing binging Netflix. And like, so I actually wrote down, um, in my journal before I landed in Mexico, I was like, what are my boundaries for my time? I'm here. Mm. How do I really want to make sure that I'm processing through this grief and being real with myself? Because if I didn't have some sort of limits, I think I would just do kind of whatever I wanted. And I wanted to have like a guide guideposts. So I wrote down, I remember, you know, I decided to get off social media for a full week, just delete it, not be on it. Mm -hmm. I took work off fully. I only had a handful of check-ins with my assistant and I needed that. I needed to be off the grid. And I limited um, my time even texting. Like I put my phone on airplane mode and I would limit how much I just was on my phone at all. Um, I didn't watch Netflix. My, I just was like, I'm going to read. I'm going to move my body. I'm going to hear the things I want to do and hear the things I want to avoid. Mm-hmm. And so I really went straight into the grief. And um, But in my days, I allowed my days to be loose. I didn't have a schedule or a plan mm-hmm. and I just allowed them to flow and allow God to meet me and and really just let the grief wash over me, like the waves in the ocean, you know, and experience whatever I needed to experience each day. Um, Mm -hmm. I wanted to get a massage that day. Oh, okay. I'll get a massage today. Or three. (laughs) Yeah. If I wanted to sleep by the beach, I'm going to sleep by the beach. And you don't need to go to Mexico. I'm just saying like, it was for me so helpful to not sit in my apartment, which my relationship had been a COVID relationship, meaning Mm -hmm. we spent a lot of time at each other's places. It was the only place to go. Okay. Right. Yeah. So I, so, and my roommate had just moved out right before this happened. So literally the two people I saw most all of 2020 were now out of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was like, I can't stay in this apartment. I need to get out of here because Mm -hmm. this is going to feel really sad. Mm -hmm. Recognizing, being honest with yourself. And that's another thing other than just feeling all that pain and however you need to feel it. I would say just loving yourself and knowing how to really take care of yourself. Um, like you are the only person who can do that. Mm-hmm. And I say this in the book, you got to love yourself to not lose yourself. And I believe it like a lot when we don't do what we need to take care of our hearts and souls, mm-hmm. um, we end up losing ourselves to another person, to grief, to, we end up getting stuck in lies. And so we really, we have to take care of our hearts and souls. I mean, I wish some days that my mom just lived with me and could like bring me soup and, you know, like all the things that moms do. (laughs) I'm like, man, I miss those days. Okay. But also one hug a day, please. Yeah. Yeah. Please. (laughs) Please. And can you make me dinner? Like I have to make it for myself every day. Okay. (laughs) Oh, do my laundry once. That'd be great. Right. (laughs) <laughs> but we we need to know what we need to take care of ourselves. So what is it that is going to make you feel loved and comforted? Do that thing. Reach mm-hmm. out to the few close people that are safe for you. Don't run away from them. Reach out to like two, three, a handful of people that are your core peeps. Yeah. Reach 
ask them for extra support right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those are just a few things that I did that really started to help me. Um, and, and I will also say this, Emma, I also every month chose one thing to really look forward to. Mm-hmm. So after Mexico, my next thing, um, was actually going to Disney world. Okay. <gasps> um, yes, ma'am. And it's not always a trip. Uh, this is also while COVID was in a little bit of a lull, um, just to clarify, but <laughs> Disney World, I was supposed to go with that guy and we didn't end up going because uh, the uh. breakup. Yeah, that was where our trip was supposed to be, visit families. And I was like, dang, this is not fun. So I went by myself. Yes, uh, you did. I met, I met up with people there, but I went. Cause I was like, I'm going to take back my power. I'm going to do that. That my soul uh-huh. wanted Disney world. I, I, I'm grieving the loss of this relationship and the loss of not going to Disney world. So I <laughs> those are the same pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> so anyway, girl, I think it's so important every month to do something that you can look forward to. It's mm-hmm. a day adventuring. It's a spa day. It's starting a new painting class. It's mm-hmm. whatever, you know, yourself, Just something so for you, self-care, whatever it is, yes. you know? Yes. yes, I like that. And it's not that that is going to like cure you, but it's a way, you know, it is another way of like something to kind of have, you know, hope for in the future. Yes. Even though sometimes, uh, you know, COVID will kind of ruin some of those things or other things true. can come along and ruin those things. But but self-care, hashtag self-care. Yeah. Yeah. And knowing yourself. Yes. Yes. Yes, for sure. So the other thing I'm thinking about is like, you know, rejection is something that's really tough. Rejection is something, you know, you've given us a lot of ways that we can figure out how to cope with and just, um, just really spend time in it, being able to actually grieve it. And so how can we kind of be almost empowered by it? Like, I know you Mm. talk about in your book a little bit, how we can just kind of come out on the other side, almost empowered, like finding victory over it. Yeah. First of all, you should know, it usually doesn't happen right away. So if you just yeah, like went through a rejection, it's not like you're like, ha ha, great. Thanks. I so wanted you to reject me. Right. Winner. (laughs) You don't just like walk out of there like that. I mean, that sounds like a really cool scene in a movie or something, but Mm -hmm. that's not usually how it goes. And it shouldn't go that way because the point is you're most likely really hurt and sad and devastated and that's absolutely fine. You need to go, mm-hmm. allow yourself to go through those layers of grief. Uh, eventually, though, through time, focusing on what to do to move forward. We just talked about what to do to move forward, a little bit of that. Through time, I love God because he does reveal new plans for our lives through time. And Mm -hmm. he reveals why that thing happened through time. So eventually one day you will get more clarity, maybe not the full answer, maybe not, but you'll get more clarity as to why that thing happened Mm -hmm. and where God is leading you now. And I think when I look back at my rejections, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, for example, uh, Heart of Dating started in the wake of a heartbreak, a different heartbreak. Mm. And I really believe that if that guy hadn't rejected me, I don't think it would have led me to Mm. have the space, the time, the mental capacity. I don't think I would have been thinking about heartbreak, pain, dating as much in that moment. And if I had stayed with him and ended up marrying him, really, um, I would have 
that, and God would have had a different plan for my life if that, if I had stayed with that guy, Mm -hmm. but that relationship ended and it sent me into deeper, pressing deeper into God's heart, processing that grief, thinking more about dating, Mm -hmm. my role in dating. And it led me to starting this podcast, this little podcast that then grew into a bigger podcast that then led me to like, be able to shepherd this community that led me to writing this book. And yeah, yeah. like, I don't think that rejection, that specific one led me to this point, you know, and I say this in the conclusion. I mean, maybe you're not going to start a podcast or a ministry out of your pain. Maybe not, but Mm -hmm. maybe your pain one day will be the very thing that somebody else needs to feel seen, to feel comforted Mm -hmm. and to feel not alone. And I think we underestimate the power of that Mm -hmm. uh, because you even have the the power to to basically cut stand in the gap and save somebody from destructive things, save somebody from a toxic relationship by being support, by mirroring God's love towards them through your words, through your kindness, through your empathy. You have the ability to help people who might be in such a depressive state, maybe even suicidal from the pains of rejection they're feeling. Mm -hmm. You have no idea how God may use your pains to stand in the gap, to be the thing that somebody needs to feel not alone, you know? Um, I think it's so powerful. Uh, I think one of the greatest gifts on the planet is the gift of empathy. And Mm -hmm. when we are able to, the only way we can really express sympathy versus empathy, empathy is tapping into something we've actually experienced to then relate to somebody else's story and what they're sharing with us. Mm -hmm. Sympathy is saying, oh my gosh, that's really hard. I can't even relate to that, but I have Mm -hmm. sympathy for you because I can't even relate to that. Empathy is like, I can relate to that because Mm -hmm. I've been through something of that nature where I recognize that feeling and I want to stand next to you Mm -hmm. and nothing wrong with sympathy, but empathy is just a really beautiful found gift. Mm -hmm. And so God will redeem your story he will strengthen you. He will show you more about yourself. He will show you more about him. And I think what's also so cool is he will redirect you to something else. Mm-hmm. And that something else may be not ever something you planned for your life or thought of for your life, but it's going to be incredible, whatever it is. It's going to be mm-hmm. a different kind of incredible. If you lost something that you really loved, this the way he's redirecting you will direct you to a new kind of incredible, something that's probably not on your radar, but will surprise you. I mean, I'll tell you, I never, five years ago, you tell me, I'd be sitting here today talking about this. I would have laughed and said, mm-hmm. that's my worst fear ever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> wow. And, right. but God redeems so much and strengthened yeah. me this journey to now that I'm like, wow, I've like blossomed open that I see and understand and I become stronger and more self-aware and more healed and more whole that I'm like, wow, I, I, this is my greatest superpower to have Mm -hmm. felt all those things to heal from them and to be able to walk alongside this journey with people. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, man, you just don't know what he has. He's working on 5 million things behind the scenes and you might be aware of five of them. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Or none. Yeah, more (laughs) of that. (laughs) But like, we can trust the character of God. Um, And and just a quick segue, and then I'll stop talking your ear off. But like, (laughs) for the girl that's like, but Kate, like God's character is good for others and not for me. Mm. That's what I hear a lot. Mm. If you're thinking that right now, and it's hard for you to believe that His character is good for you. um, First of all, I get that, man. Like, I get it. Sometimes you're like. 
every, it's when it rains, it pours and you feel like everything's just compounding on you at one mm-hmm. time. Um, and I want you to take a moment to think back in your life and reflect if there was any moment at all that God showed up for you. Uh, because oftentimes we just, we think we're only, our eyes are so fixated on this specific moment that we fail to look at the breadth of our life and see mm. that God has shown up in different ways. Mm-hmm. We're just so focused on this specific moment that we forget like last year when he showed up financially in an unexpected yeah. way or yeah. when he helped heal us from that thing years ago. And like now you're years later, but like, that's the character of God. He helped you through that. Then he blessed mm-hmm. you with that. Then he will do that now. Um, and so we have to remind, like, I don't know how he's going to do it. I have no idea how he's going to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what you're feeling in that moment. But look back at the ways he's shown up for you, because I guarantee if you do, you'll see the pattern and his character shown up in various ways in your life. Yes. It's so good. Yes, ma'am. Check me to church. Yes, but so true. And especially when, when life can be really tough, it is important for us to be able to look back and see just his faithfulness to us and knowing, knowing that he was faithful, then he will be faithful in the future. And so that's something we can hold on to. And I like that you address that, you know, for someone who might be feeling like, yeah, that's great for you, hun. Like you go girl, but I'm not sure that's for me. My story's different. Um, and, and you're just so good at being able to be empathetic and to be vulnerable mm. about your story and what you're going through in the moment or in the past, you know? And so, and more of us need to be that way, I think. Mm. So thank you, Kate, for being so vulnerable and empathetic. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's kind of jump to the uh, last couple of questions. Hmm. Fun questions of what are you like reading, listening to, watching, any all of the above. Okay, reading. Well, I'm reading The Duke and I, which is based on the series Bridgerton, okay? Oh, really? And, oh, yeah. Um, well, actually, I already was reading it a year ago because I kind of secretly love just You novels. were like, wait, I was way before all of you guys. I know. <laughs> well, I was like seeing this whole Bridgerton trend. And I'm like, what is this show? So I watched a preview. And as I was watching, I was like, wait a second. I'm I literally, I, I've read this. Like, wait a second. And I was freaking <laughs> out. And I was like, now I have to watch it, of course. Yes. Um, so it's a series, a book series. Yeah, there's a book series by Julia Quinn. It's like multiple books. And I only have really read The Duke and I, which is the main first season of Bridgerton. Mm. But um, so that is a fun thing I've been reading. And I've also been reading this other book. Both of these are like totally non-Christian books, but that's okay. This other book is um, a book called Burnout and How to Stop the Cycle of Burnout or something. Okay, And it's amazing. It's talking about emotional burnout and how to balance your life so that you're not emotionally burnt out. And so you can just remain present and in tune with yourself and still, mm. and be able to give, but not overgive. Um, yeah. And a lot of times I think 2020, a lot of us have emotional burnout from all the things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's been a really amazing um, book so far. Yeah. What other things did you ask? I forget. Like watching. Okay. Well, watching Bridgerton. So. <laughs> Wait, so you're reading the book and watching the show yeah. at the same time? Yes. <laughs> you like, yes. wait, I got to stop. I haven't read that part yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the book's a little different. So I'm like, oh, it's kind of like the same, but different. So it's kind of fun. I like it. <laughs> you go, girl. You yeah. do you. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm trying or- to think if I'm watching anything else. <laughs> oh, I just watched the movie Soul on Disney. Oh, it's so cute. I loved it. it so, so creative. Yeah. Yes. I, I loved it too. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anything Disney. Disney Plus is the best thing to happen to us, I believe. It is. Yes. yes. <laughs> Okay, lastly, what is refreshing you these days? Anything that's just given you life? Daily walks. Yep. Mm, Gotta mm-hmm. just move my like, body. Get out. Yeah. Get outside. <laughs> and I was bummed today because it was the first day all week that I actually didn't get a walk. And because it dark it goes dark so early, I'm like, nah, I'm not gonna be right. able to. But um, yeah, pretty much every day, just taking that walk, using that time to pray, to worship, to catch up on voice memos. And I love it. So, yes, that's good. It's has been refreshing good to soul. move. Yes, yes, move and get fresh air and all the things. Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on, Kate. It was so fun. Even round awesome. two, you know, and I just, I wish you so much luck with your book. And I'm so excited to read it and for all my friends to read it and for all my friends' friends to read it. So best of luck. <gasps> Thanks, Emma. You're amazing. Yes, you're the best. My ladies, I pray that this conversation with Kate today will just help you reflect on the Lord's faithfulness in your life. Because in rejection, I hope that you echo the psalmist and just ask, whom have I in heaven but you? May the Lord's love satisfy your heart this week as you go. I love you all and stay fresh, my people. Lastly, don't forget... I still have three more spots for Patreons. And if you sign up to be a Patreon, you will get a sweatshirt from me. What? Your very own Stay Fresh sweatshirt. So three more people and then that deal will close. So hurry, hurry, hurry to my Patreon. You can find me at Patreon. Just search Water With Lemon Podcast and sign up to be either a Water With Lemon supporter or super fan. Whatever you are feeling, thinking, praying, etc. Love you all. Stay fresh.